Thank you, my friend. Wow. Heaven has come down tonight and already kissed earth. You can tell that. Thank you, Pastor, Sister Murphy. Also, thanks to Brian and Nancy for the lovely meal that was provided for us uh, this afternoon. It was such a delight to be in their house. When I remember the things that God has done, it helps me to rejoice for the things God's going to do. When I remember the things that God has done, it helps me to rejoice for the things God's going to do. So for just a moment, if you would indulge me, I want to give thanks to the Lord. And we, mess, we mentioned uh, Dave Bunch and his family, and uh, we mentioned uh, uh, Dalton or Dawson, but we didn't mention a beautiful young lady by the name of Elena. And this family, as you know, had to make some major, major shifts. Of course, mom and dad had to make the shift that went through the flooding, which some of you had also gone through. But then to make the shift and then for Dawson to, to go through what he went through. But also, there was a little young lady who had to make a shift. She had to leave the comforts of church folks and, and friends at school in a total transition. So, Elena, as much as, as your brother Dawson has got all these wonderful things and accolades and hand claps and, and all those things for what he's come through, I want you to know that this entire church is getting ready to give you the biggest hand clap for what you are and what you've done. Thank you, Elena. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Thank you for who you are. Are the, are the Dunaway children here tonight? Are both of them here? Are they asleep? Thank you. Would, would, would you mind dad and mom bringing them up for just a moment? Just, just indulge me. Just stand up. You'll be sitting for a couple of hours, so I don't want you to get... If we're sitting for a couple of hours, I won't be preaching. I preach good, but I don't preach that long. But I want, I want especially those who are watching... I have mentioned these wonderful children. Come up here, guys. Y'all are absolutely beautiful. Come here and give me a hug. Oh, and I want you to look out there. That camera is going to show it. These are the children that these parents were never supposed to have. Never supposed to have. You know, Jesus knows how to take nevers and make some nows. He just knows how to take nevers and make them now. And we are so glad that you're here and you're here and you know the story how that one was, was born and, and was not alive, and God just kind of replaced that one real quick. Is that right? Yeah, I've told that story in a couple of churches, and I had people come to me and said, is that the truth? I said, no, I lie every service when I get up. I always fabricate it. It makes me feel better. What? I said, of course God put a third one where there wasn't one to start with because if he can take nothing and make everything, then he can do anything he wants to do again and again and again. So we thank you, wonderful children. We're glad you're here, and we're glad your miracles, okay? Amen. Let's, God, let's give a hand clap to the Dunaway family, Grandma and Grandpa. I want everybody to see that. And then, and then also, uh, also, where's Heston? Heston, are you awake? And, and where's your sister Avery? Where's, are, are they here? Come here, Heston. And Avery, would y'all mind coming up here? All right. You never once in a while, we need to remember what God has done. 
They did that in the Bible. They took some stones and they took them from the river's bed and they put them on the other side that when, they, when someone passed by, they could say, what's these stones mean? It means that God, come here, guys. Mom and dad, come up here. Come here, Hester. Wow, you beautiful bunch. Y'all got some of the most prettiest kids in the church besides my grandkids. Come here, guys. I want you to look out here at this camera because I want them to see. They can't. Heston was never this couple. They were never supposed to have children. And as service, they got faith to believe, and God gave them Heston. And then, you know, a family is not complete unless you've got boy and girl most of the time. And, of course, she's not as pretty as her mom is, but she's close. Give me an offering later. And, and, <laughs> but we're glad y'all are here. You're miracles of the Lord. And we won't ever buy to see what your mom and dad had the faith to believe. And here you are, and we're happy for it. God bless y'all. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, y'all go back down there. We'll get ice cream later. Just a little remembrance of the wonderful, wonderful things that God has done. Thank you for letting me do that. I know you're so used to this in this church. And some of you see the miraculous often, but there are many people in many churches that I've gone to in the past that would love to be able to have what you've seen in an ongoing. Why is that? Because churches only can go as far as their leaders have gone. They can only go as far as their leaders have gone. And your pastor has already gone into that dimension of faith and the miraculous, and now he's bringing it to you, and he feeds you, and once you become, have an appetite for those things, you've got to keep having them. It's, it's like every once in a while you just got to have a Frosty from Wendy's or you just got to go by Burger King and have a hamburger. No, just kidding. That's a joke. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. Thank you, Sister Holland, for being with us. Thanks to this church for responding so ably last night. My goodness, when that altar call came, you folks just, you just... Just ran up here. Thank you for receiving our guests that are here tonight. Thank you so much. It's an honor that you would honestly come and hear the word of the Lord that he has for all of us tonight. Matthew 9 and 20. I'm reading from the New English Translation. A woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. For she kept saying to herself, if only I touched his cloak, I will be healed. What faith? If I can just touch him, I will be healed. I'm not going to come up front to get oil put on my forehead and just maybe I'll get healed. But if I touch his cloak, I know I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her and said, Have courage, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed from that hour. Now before you answer the question I'm getting ready to propose to you, I want you to think about it, and then I want you to raise your hand. Because we, we say we believe, but we don't act like we believe. We say God can, but we don't know that God will. And then if we know God will, we don't know when God, we don't know, we know God can, and we don't know God, and we know God will, but we don't know when will God. That catches us in a dilemma. I know we can, I know we will, but God, when are you going to do this? But if you're ready for a God thing, if you're ready, now that may mean transitions, that may mean totally blow your cover, 
That may mean you're going to have to do things that you thought you could never do and be what you thought you could never be. But if you're ready for a God thing in your life, I want you to clap your hands and I want you to shout, Thank you, Jesus! Are you ready for a God thing? Now I want you to say it. I'm ready for a God thing. Come on, look at somebody say, I'm ready for a God thing. Now, Lord, we thank you for the next few moments that we will be part of that heaven coming down to earth. We do know that we're looking forward to go to heaven. Before we go there, we want you to come here. And we want you to abide with us and show us thy power, thy might, thy strength. Let it again be the miracle signs and wonders only for your glory and for our good. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. And you may be seated and the Lord bless you. If you've not checked out our website, americaforyou.com.org, please do so. If you've not visited our, our table in the back, please be sure and do that. We have brand new, what we call a fans, and they open up and they got emojis on them. You, you'd be surprised at how many of us at times needed a fan that will just fold up. You don't, have to buy, you don't have to go to funerals anymore and get their fans. You can buy them at my table. Even to go to people you don't even know, just get you a fan. But uh, we sell them tonight. Make mine vanilla. <laughs> Make mine vanilla. I don't know how in the world that anybody would enjoy saying that at Baskin-Robbins. 33 flavors, and you're going to walk in and say, I want a banana ice cream, I mean a vanilla ice cream. No toppings, just make mine vanilla. How in the world can anybody not want some hot fudge, cookies, dough, raw dough, some hot fudge, chocolate hot fudge dough, cherries, nuts, M&M's, what else? Reese's, what else? Thank you, what else? There you go, one more thing. Gummy bears and what? Chocolate chip. Now can you imagine the no calories that would be in that? But that sounds real good, Rev. If you've got one close that after church we can, we might can work that out. Make mine vanilla. You know, that's about what it like is in church sometimes. Just make mine vanilla. Let's just go to church. Let's have good church. Let's just have a really good church. And then we'll go home. But I don't know about you, but I needed something added here and added there. And a little topping here and a little blessing there. And a little energy over here and a little supernatural manifestation here. I, I need a little covering for tomorrow. I, I need that, that, that thing that has caused my life to be just a little dysfunctional. I, I want you to add a little bit of peace, a little bit of joy of, to my life. Some people seem like they have a do not disturb sign around their neck. Don't bother me, just leave me alone. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be left alone. I want God to do something all the time in my life. Now, you've got to be a little older to understand this statement, but there was a song years ago that said, It's my party and I'll... <laughs> Some of y'all are at least 40. I'll cry if I want to. I don't know about you, but I get tired of crying. Every once in a while, you need to start rejoicing. No wonder the writer said, rejoice. I say, always rejoice. We need to move from the morning to the dancing. 
<laughs> When's the last time some of you all had a good Holy Ghost dance? Mm, I, I do remember, I'm old enough to remember the days of dancing in churches. I mean, really, y'all do that, but I mean really Holy Ghost dancing. I don't mean crazy, out of their mind, running in the walls, which people used to do. Had a man one time run into a wall, and after he got himself being knocked out, I said, Bud, the Bible didn't say you had to run with your eyes closed. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's really spiritual to run, but if you want to run, that's okay. And leave your shoes on if you want to. It's a little bit better, maybe. But when we talk about finding that place in God where everybody, see, not everybody's going to be like me, and everybody say, Amen. Thank you. I, I wanted you to agree with that. And by the way, Reverend, Reverend Jason, every once in a while I do say things that are worth writing down. <laughs> Not much, but you know, most of the time I do say something. But you know, God's up to something, folks. I think you can feel, even within your members, that God is up to something. It's like the earnest expectation of the creature is something inside of you that just tells you, God, you're, you're about to do something that I only heard that you could do or I knew that you could do, but I didn't know you could do it the way you're going to do it. You see, God's got some surprises for us. I don't know about you, but I love surprises. I love surprises. I, I turned 60-something the other day. <laughs> Sir? Do I not know my age? Yeah, but I don't want you to. That's why I didn't say it, okay? I'm preaching. Would you be quiet, okay? Just, just kidding. I'm going somewhere. Hold on, Rev. I, I'm going somewhere. Can you believe he said, you know your age? I turned 65 the other day. Thank you. I know I don't look like it, but I do. Thank you, okay? Give me my fan back, okay? You missed it. And so I love surprises. And so on my birthday, you know, I always think my birthday is important whether anybody else does or not. It's just like you think your name is important. If I would mention your name, you'd go, oh, yeah, you're talking about me. Because our name is very... What do you do if you get a pen that you're trying out? What do you write down? Case in point. You always write your name because your name is more important than anybody else's name. And so my wife and I, we, you know, we, we got out and, and had a little deal, you know, and a little birthday, and, and uh, she gave me a couple of little shirts and all that. And I'm thinking, wow, I made it to 65. I'm a, I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've been preaching 43 years. I hope my brand-new Lamborghini, I hope you got the keys to that in this little package. And I opened it up, and a pair of socks, and shirt, something else. I go, oh, thank you, baby. That is absolutely wonderful. Hypocrite, liar. <laughs> and so I said, thank you. And we went on. That's been two weeks ago. So I thought, you know, that's a good birthday gift. When I get 70, I'm sure it'll be different. Or 75 or 80, it'll be, it'll be different. You know, I didn't get a Mustang when I get 75, sis. I, I don't know. So we go out to eat. I flew in the other day and, and, uh, from, from Michigan last Monday. And it's a week after my birthday. So we, we go out to eat. I love Mexican food. And, and anybody like Mexican food? Just, oh, yeah, good, okay. And so we go out to eat, and, and we're sitting there. And she said, you know, the boys can't get with us, and Jason can't, Justin can't. Go. So, I, you know, I just thank you for your. And I went and got you something for your birthday. And I thought, oh, man, I think I need some cologne. So I opened it up, and I thought, man, that's the biggest thing of cologne I've ever seen in my life. Now, I like surprises. Do you like surprises? 
This is yes. This is yes. This is no. Grandma, that's it. This is yes. Do you want God to bless you? This is yes. Going somewhere, folks, I promise. It may take me a little longer than let put, put the clock up there. I can't go past it. But. And so here we open it up, and there's this long box. I think, what in the world is this? You see, I want to say something. Pause right now. You have no idea what God has planned for you besides what he's already given to you. Some of you think that what God's given is all that God's going to give. You have no idea what God's got prepared for you beyond what he's already given to you. You see, God doesn't always reveal his hand all at one time because God likes to give here a little and there a little. He likes to come up from the back and say, here's what you asked for a long time ago that you forgot, but I'm going to give that to you because you've been faithful and if you haven't been, it doesn't matter. I'm faithful anyway. You see, you don't get what you get from God, sir, because you're faithful. You get what you get from God because he's faithful. And that's what some of you have been living in. You've been living in that faithful life because God looks beyond where you are because he knows what you're going to be. Why do you think God didn't already zap you? Why do you think God didn't let tragedy just happen to your life? Because he knew that through some of the things in your life, you were eventually going to get it right. You know, a lot of people eventually get it right. That's why pastor never gives up on anybody. No matter what you're transitioning through at that time in life, we know that you're better than what you are right now. You just don't know that. So we have to convince you that you're better than what you are right now. You're better than the fear. You're better than the entanglements. You're better than what somebody's told you you could be or can't be. I quit listening to what everybody else says and started listening to what he says. Because you don't know me. You think you know me by my outward appearance and by the words I speak. But you don't know. Nobody knows you. As a matter of fact, you don't even know your own heart. You think you do, but nobody knows your heart but God. It's deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. And so here I, I open it up, and, and I'm looking at her. And, you know, she got this little, little smile on her face, and I pull the top off. And you know what it was? You don't? It was a watch. It's one of those real nice watches that some of y'all found at Walmart. An eye watch. Yeah, isn't that good? And I thought, baby, what, what happened? She said, I wanted to surprise you. And I said, Well, you did. I want to tell somebody tonight. The Holy Ghost, yes, wants to what? Surprise us. He wants to show up when you thought he had left. He wants to take that thing and begin to turn it around just like it's supposed to be. He wants to make it just like you always want. You see, there is something to faithfulness to God. There is something to keep trusting when you can't track God. There's something to keep going when you don't even know where God is. But I believe tonight that some of you are ready for a God thing. You're ready for God to just step in that and just take that that chaos and those things that have been so wrong. Let me tell you that we are not just in a particular three night services. 
If you were here last night, Pastor said it's a gateway. It's, a, it's an opening. It's an opportunity for some of you that have no idea what God was going to do. But I know some of you have got your fixed minds and your fixed incomes and your, and your fixed opinions. But God is getting ready to do something that you had no idea. And I know not everybody's going to get that because you wouldn't even believe God for the small. So how can you believe God for the great? It's like we're minimizing our expectations from God, guys, until where it's manageable in my thoughts. Because if I can manage that, then I really can't believe. But somewhere God is getting ready to get into your thought process and let you know that I'm bigger than what you think I am. And I'm not limited to what others have limited me to. And what you're living in is not as big as what I want you to live in. Yeah. That was for somebody that wants something bigger, you know. I don't know why that, that we have to have to tell God. My wife, we, we moved to Henderson, Tennessee and about 26 years ago and there was this little old parsonage next door and it, it, was, it, it was okay for, for some folks, but it wasn't good enough for me. Why? Because my expectations of God are bigger than that. Now, some of you can live in a certain area in Saphir and that's okay because that's all you can believe God for. But for people that's got faith, that's not big enough. And, and you know, I, oh, I know. let me preach to this side. That side don't want to hear that. It's because you really believe that God has more and he's bigger than where you are now. And when you start agreeing with God instead of arguing with God, quit comparing yourself among yourself. The Bible says that's so foolish for you to do that. Why are they having that and I'm living in this? It's because your maturity couldn't handle that right now. There's some processing that has to go forth. I've got young men and young preachers that come to me and say, Brother Holland, I want, I want God to use me in the gifts. I said, He will. But He can't give you what I have because you're not ready for that. It would ruin you. Just like some vehicles and some homes and, and some jobs and some finances. God, they couldn't handle that because then you would think it was my hand that got it. It's my gifting that brought it there. It's not your gifting. It's God's grace that brought you there. A young man not long ago said, Brother Holland, I, w- I want a double portion of what you got. I said, so do I. I'd love a double portion of what I got. It would be magnanimous to have that. But some of you are wondering, why am I here? You would not be here if God didn't want you here. Why has all these things befallen me, Gideon said? Why am I here? It's because you need to be where you are. And the Holy Ghost tells me to tell some of you, I am processing some of you right now. I'm getting you ready for what's ahead. For what I've got for you is beyond your imagination, beyond what you can ask or think. But you've got to be ready for a God thing in your life. You've got to be ready for God to give that to you so it won't spoil you. Rev, I know people that because God has blessed them so much, they said it would never do it, but they don't even serve God like they used to because they took the blessings and it become a curse. God will never give you anything more than enables you to need Him less. Never. If it makes you need Him less, He's never going to give it to you. That's all on my shit, God. 
Don't judge a matter before it's time. Don't do that. Don't look at something here and say, God, when is that coming? When it's time for you to get that. When your faith has finally reached that level that I can trust you with this. I'll do those works in your life. But can you get take that? If I give it to you, what are you going to do with it? Is it going to rob you of your prayer life? Is it going to move you to an area of finances in which you don't feel like that God needs to get more? If God gives you more, you need to give more. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't give the same if God blesses you. Oh, yeah, the 10% that's cut and dry that. But if God gives you an extra 10000 a year and you give God an extra $1,000 a year, but you don't give God any more of your offering, then why did he give it to you to start with? It was not to fill your coffers. Why would God give you more if you're not giving him what you have now? See, you have no idea what God's getting ready to put in some of your hands. You have no idea what God is getting ready to put in your hands. And that little old house we had, it was three bedroom. They had that grate on the floor. And our little boy, Justin, was probably about six months old or so. And he was running through the house. And, and it was winter and he fell. And when he got up, those lines were just on his hands where, where that floor furnace was so hot. And I remember my wife said, honey, we can't always stay here. I said, don't worry. We're not always going to stay here. I need somebody to say, I'm not always going to stay here. Good. That's what I want you to say. I'm always not going to stay here. I'm not always going to fight this. I'm not always going to be fearful. I'm not always going to live with an abusive husband. My kids are not always going to give me trouble. I'm not going to wake up in the middle of the night with fear and drama in my life. I'm not going to always be the cancer victim. I'm not always going to have migraine headaches. I'm not always going to have to go through these struggles to get something. I'm about to live in the overflow of the power and the dimension of God. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready for a God thing in my life. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Don't look at the things you've gone through and question why. You need to say, how, God? Right? How, God? How, how, God? We question God too much, folks. Why do you question sovereignty so much? Why do you question why God's letting some things happen to you as though you're the only one that it's ever happened to? You're not the only one that's lost a child. You're not the only one that's lost a job. You're not the only one that suffered persecution. You're not the only one that had to take medicine. You're not the only one that got kids that went crazy. You're not the only one that suffers mental anguish. You're not the only one, folks. There's people all around us that have done this, that have come through that. That ought to be an example to every mother that's in this church, to every couple that they said you can't have children, to those who have fed, have had to live with just a little bit of food on your table. I'm telling you, somebody's ready for a God thing in this house. I'm ready for a God thing. And my wife, she, she said, honey, here's what I want. I want a five-bedroom, three-bath house. Now, you know, some of you think, well, why do you need that? Because I want it. Now, maybe if you want to a trailer house and two bedrooms and a half bath and a path, that's okay. You say you ought to deserve that. You don't have that crazy people and people crazy. Everybody can say amen. 
Remember, God is great, beer is good, people's crazy. Remember that? People's crazy. You wouldn't judge me for what God has done for me, would you? No. And you wouldn't judge people for what God gives to them, would you? Because you know why you're not going to do that? Because you don't even get to know what God's getting ready to do for you. If you knew what God was getting ready to do for you, you'd stand up and clap your hands and say, God, I thank you for what the man of God just told me. Thank you. I need some people to stand up and shout, I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready. I'm ready for a divine interruption in my life. I am ready for a divine interruption. It's okay, God. Somebody say, it's okay, God. You've got to mean that. You've got to mean that. It's okay, God. It, it's okay that they got ahead of me in the line. It's okay if they got their house first. It, it's okay that I've been longer in the church, but they're being blessed more than me right now. It's okay, God. Now be careful when you get jealous of where somebody else is in their life because you don't know where they've been and what they've been through to get what they have. Come on, somebody say, it's okay, God. It's okay, God. It's okay, God. I thank you for what you give me, Lord. I thank you for what you brought me through. Lord, I thank you for your blessing. I don't know where I am in all your process, but God, it's okay where I am right now. It's okay to feel what I'm feeling. It's okay, God. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And when you can say that, and you can say that, God, it's okay. It's okay. Instead of trying to pressure God into doing something, you're not going to pressure God into doing something. I'm sorry. Because God has one plan, and it's His. It's not ours. It's not our plan. It's God's plan. It's God's way. That's the best way. I know we think sometimes that what we need is more important than what God's got, but that's not true. What God's got for some of you is far, far more than, than what you've already received, but we're trying to do it our way, Elvis. Let's be honest, it's not Sunday, but let's be honest. How many's done it your way at least one time and it didn't work? I don't know about you, but I won't go back through that class again. I learned one time that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I learned a long time ago that He gave me this, and it wasn't mine to keep, it was mine to give. It was only to transfer through. And any time that you get it and close your hand, after a while, God says, fine, if it's not going through, I'll not let it come to. Oh, Facebook that, baby. That's good right there. Just, gee. As long as it processes, as long as it processes, it'll be okay. And she don't want five bedroom, three baths. Now, the church wasn't very large. We had about 50, 60 people, about 25 on, on Wednesday nights. So my wife said, honey, God needs to give us 10 men. I said, let's believe for God for 10 men. Just a, few, just a few months, 10 men came in. 
and then some more came in. Then some more, but it reminds me of Grace. And all of a sudden, that little building that seated 125, we moved our gymnasium. It was just an old metal building. We moved in there, and we, we built a platform. We built a foyer, and, and we, we got up to about 200. And so, oh, Lord, we got to do something. And finally, she said, honey, it's time for the house. It's time for the house. We went driving. And you know what we had within about three months? Five bedrooms and three baths. You get what you ask for. You get what you believe for. And you get what you give to. We're trying to build this new building, getting ready to start. A man came and talked to us about giving. And I said, okay, I need, I need 10 men to give $10,000. We had $10,000 left in the house we sold in Michigan. It's before the house. She said, uh, I said, honey, after men's prayer meeting today, there's 10 of us men to prayer meeting. We'll give $10,000. 10 going to give 10000 You see, y'all didn't know this, but there's 10 men getting ready to give $10,000 for the future for this church. And I'll say it again tomorrow because the Lord just told me there's 10 people, men or women or families, going to give $10,000 red. So you've got $100,000. Get ready to come in this church by the end of the year. That's okay. You don't have to believe me. I'm ready for a God thing. Because for me to be able to give that, it's going to be a God thing. I don't know about you. Maybe you don't like God things, but I love God things. I love God. I love God just to show me, here's what you've got. I'm ready for a God thing. I don't want to figure it out. I don't want to mastermind it. I want to watch God unfold the heavens and say, here's what I can do because you believe I can. So I remember after me, it's prayer meeting. I, said, I walked in and said, honey, we're going to give $10,000. She said, what about the house I want? I said, don't worry about the house. We're going to be God. She said, fine. She said, you've given away boats. You've given away cars. You've given away four-wheelers. She said, you've always given away what we got, and we've always had more we got after we had what we had. So just give it away. I said, thank you, ma'am. I'll do that. <laughs> we all gave $10,000, piece 100000 we bought some land, 16 acres. We sold two acres for 45000 to a company that wanted to put a, put a, a, a housing facility uh, for, for those who uh, older folks, retirement home. We got almost half of it back now. There sits on that place about a 20,000-square-foot building, a preschool, and with about, there was about 350 people when we left, and she got a five-bedroom, three-bath house. You know why? It's because I was ready for a God thing. Sir, are you ready for a God thing in your life? I believe you are. I believe that's why you came tonight. You're ready for a God thing. You're ready for God just to shake things up. You know, every once in a while, God's going to shake things up so he can shake things out. He's just got to get a hold of us. Every once in a while, just shake us real good. So I got to shake you. Sis, you know, let me tell you this story. And I, and I don't know, I, I just got on Social Security the other day. It ain't much, but it's better than what I had. And I ain't got to pay nearly as much uh, health insurance. And, and that's a pretty good thing. And I know y'all just got to be 65 like I did. But I, 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 I preached it to a bunch of, I know, I, I'm, I'm good at what I do. Thank you. And, and, so, and so this one lady one time, she said, Brother Hall, I need, some, I need an increase. I said, that ain't no problem. The increase comes from God. It doesn't come from you. God knows what I make, but I don't know what he owns. I have no idea what heaven's got. Okay, I got three amens. That's okay. And so she said, I need God to bless me. I said, well, you, you on government? She said, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Social Security. I said, she said, but it's fixed. I said, yeah, but God didn't fix it. Man fixed it. 
Be careful what you tell God that He can't do because somebody's got it fixed. Oh, God, there's some Holy Ghost movement in this house. You see, there's getting ready to become some dividends for some of you that didn't even know that the dividends could come because God had it in His mind and in His plan because, you, oh, my God, you have no idea the plans that I have for you. You think your plans, but God said, you have no idea. My plans for you are good and not evil. And I'm about to let some dividends come back to you. And it is going to be so full and so blessed because you're ready for a God thing in your life. So she, she came to me about three or four nights later. That revival brought me a piece of paper. She said, Brother Holland, here's... Here's a letter from the government. And they said that we have not been paying you what we should have been paying you for the last five or seven years. And here's a check for what we haven't been paying you. And we're increasing your Social Security check to this amount because we've been wrong for five or seven years. And I think there was like six or $7,000 in that check and they raised her, her Social Security. I know that's what they say. But I want you three to agree with me. That God is just going to do something that is going to so surprise all of you. It may be monetarily, physically, mentally, spiritually. But God is getting ready to lift some things up in your life. Because you're ready for a God thing. You're ready. I'm ready. Somebody shout. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready. I'm ready for a God thing. Stand together with me tonight. I'm, I'm ready for a God thing. Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for my kids to come home. I'm, I'm ready for my depression to leave. I'm, I'm ready for my sickness to be gone. I'm ready for the ulcers to be taken out of my body. I'm ready for that, for that, that, that thing in my life that's been so staggering to my spirit. I'm ready. I'm ready for the reflux to be gone. I'm ready. I'm ready. The man over here, am I, am I right with the glasses that you just kind of rubbed your eye? God told me to tell you I'll fix it. Okay? Sir, you. He said, for me to tell you, I'll fix it. Yeah. You're looking around right now. Yeah. There you go. You. Thank you. He told me to tell you, I'll fix it. So whatever needs fixed in your life, the Lord says, I'll fix it. Somebody's been very, very disturbed lately. The Lord told me to tell you, you're trying to decide. There's two choices you're trying to make, and you don't. I can walk right to you, but I don't. I feel don't need. I don't need to do that. There's some choices. You're you're torn between two opinions. Part of you says this, and part of you says that. But I want you to pray this, Lord, I want there to be a God thing in my life. See, God's getting ready to change some of what you thought until what He thinks. And it won't matter anymore what you think. Because when God changes it for you to have a God thing in your life, and I've watched God do so many things, so many things. He just keeps doing them.
And Reb, I used to pray for God to bless me. Bless us, oh Lord. You know, bless us. Span the territory. Keep us from evil, lest it grieve us. But not long ago, Sister Murphy, I said, God, blessings are for one time. But favor is forever. And so I said, Lord, I want you to favor my life. I thank you for every blessing, every place I get to go preach. Every church you, you help me to minister to. God, I, I thank you for every gift, every offering, every church. I thank you for that, God, and I thank you for those blessings. But, Lord, I want to live under favor. That whatever I do, it's, it's, it's like a covering. It's, it's like a hovering over your life. It's, it's called favor. That when you wake up in the morning, it's favor. And when you go out by yourself in the dark, it's favor. And, and when you want to invest something and see what God will do and open up an opportunity that's been closed for you for a long time, but the Lord says, I, I'm getting ready to favor you in a position in a way. I'm, I'm getting ready to favor you. That's what he says. I, and I don't need just the blessings. I need the favor of the Lord. And some of you tonight, God is getting ready to favor you. Favor you. You have no idea. You know why sometimes preachers get up and preach messages when they just as soon stay at home and waddle in their misery and their self-pity? Like we don't ever have that. Like we don't feel challenges like you do. But you know why we come to church and give what we give and smile the way we smile and preach as hard as we do? It's because we know. It's not because we got an obligation to preach to you people. It's not because we wouldn't get paid if we didn't come. It's because there's something in us that says, I gave you something that I didn't give to anybody else. And you get up from what you're doing and you go do what I told you to do. And you be faithful with what I've given you to be faithful with. And I will show you what I can do. And that's what some of you got to do tonight. Some of you have been sinking and shrinking in your faith. You've been overwhelmed because there's some things in your life that you have no idea what God's going to do with. See, the Bible says, if I bless, they'll be blessed. So I'm going to bless you tonight. Can I do that? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you some strength when I lay hands upon you. I'm giving you strength. I'm uh, I'm taking something out and putting something in now through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm I'm healing some hurts and destroying some despairing things in your life. I'm taking out. Lord, I thank you that she will look to the heavens from which cometh her help. She's had to rely upon a lot of people and depend upon a lot of others. But Lord God, from tonight, she shall keep her eyes and her heart fixed upon you. This will be the night when it will be a God thing in her life. No one nor nothing could have done what you're going to do for this lady because she's ready. She's ready for a God thing in her life. 
No, no, that's it, sisters. Go ahead and love the Lord. Just love Him. That's it. Go ahead and lift your hands. I love you, Jesus. I want you to take control of my life. I want you to take out what I don't need and put in what I need. I want to be yours from now on. I want to have a God thing right now. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm, I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready. I'm ready for a God thing. That's why I had you lift your hands a while ago. That's why I didn't want you to answer that question without there's some thought in it. Because sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. You say we're ready for God things. But I believe, Pastor, this church is ready for some God things. I believe you're ready for some challenging moments. I believe you're ready to say, devil, it doesn't matter. Because what's in me is greater than what you can do to me. And what I my Sheha said to I need Lord what has your waiting got to you yes you continue to wait and I'm waiting on you to release your faith in me I have already spoken to you and my word will not go out and return void my promise is for you my power works through you yes. stop waiting and move forward into what I've already spoken to you and watch my promise be released in your life. yes Yes, Lord. Somebody receive that with hands lifted right now. Receive that with hands lifted. Receive that. Yes, Lord. That's it. Receive the word. Receive his word to you tonight. Receive his word. If you're ready for a God thing, would you bring that, those hands lifted and walk to the front of this building? If you're ready for a God thing, that's it. Thank you. You ready? I'm ready for a God thing in my life. I'm ready for the curse to be broken. I'm ready for heaven to come down in my life. I'm ready for those things that I've been suffering to be relieved. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready for a God thing. Let the Spirit fall upon you right now. If you've never spoken in tongues, would you release your faith right now? I'm ready for a God thing. Come on, dads and moms. Come on, siblings. Get ready for a God thing. I'm ready for a God thing. Open up my womb. Open up my faith. Open up my finances. 
I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm going to touch you, Jesus. I'm going to touch you, Jesus. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready for a God thing in my life. Hey lady. How are you? Good to see you. 
Hey, buddy. I'm ready for a God thing. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs>